0: Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you will find insight, analysis and the story behind the numbers. I am Srivats from Business Line and today we have a very interesting topic at hand, which is the digital competition law. As India's digital economy and markets continues with its exponential growth, the government is now looking to come up with a comprehensive regulatory framework Focused on the digital markets. The government may even look at enacting a separate digital competition law and has set up a committee to go into this issue. To help us navigate this changing regulatory landscape around the digital markets, today we have with us Nisha Kaur Obroy, who is among India's top antitrust lawyers and a well known domain expert in the competition law space. She is currently a partner and national head of competition law practice at Tri-Legal, which is a law firm. Nisha is a trusted advisor to several domestic and international majors. Nisha has received multiple accolades for her work in the competition law practice. She was also a part of the working group of the competition law review committee set up by the Ministry of Corporate Affairs, to recommend changes to the competition law regime in India.
1: Welcome, Nishav. Thanks, Srivats. Delighted to be
0: here. Great. So let's take a deep dive directly into the issues at hand. The first question that is uppermost in the minds of economy watchers, legal experts, and uh, policy analysts is, do we at all need a digital competition law? Do you think the current Competition Act is sufficient enough to take us through coping with the challenges of the digital markets?
1: So Srivat's great question. I believe that the current Competition Act is more than adequate to take us through anything which has to do with digital economy participants, and the proof of the pudding lies in the eating. The fact that the CCI has investigated and is currently investigating several tech majors, both domestic and international, goes to prove the fact that the CCI is not without teeth, and the CCI has the wherewithal and the ability to investigate these digital market participants. What, however, is the need of the hour is for the CCI to actually create its digital markets unit, very much like the European Commission, and have not just lawyers and economists, but also data scientists as part of that digital market unit. And the ideal place for the CCI, because it has the ability and has several regional offices, to set up its digital market unit would be in Bangalore, where most of the tech participants are actually based. The current proposed law, which is effectively supposed to be modelled after the framework proposed by the European Commission's Digital Markets Act, the DMA, I believe is wholly unsuitable for the current trajectory of the rapidly evolving Indian economy. A blind copy-paste of the DMA in India would definitely prove unfit for the Indian market and hamper investment, innovation, R&D and growth, all of which are the backbone of our Prime Minister's vision and initiatives of Digital India and Make in India. The DMA itself is untested even in Europe, which is at a completely different stage of development from India and has a runway of approximately 14 to 24 months there to become effective. To adopt an untested model in India, which is one of the world's fastest growing economies and which is renowned for its innovation, would have a chilling effect on the economy, on investment, innovation and employment.
0: What would you have to say for those who are in the camp, who believe that time has come for India to look at an ex-ante kind of framework to tackle the anti-competitive conduct of uh, big tech, right? So how do you account for the ex-ante framework? Do you see a need for it in the current Indian milieu or should we wait for some more time?
1: So there are over 120 competition law jurisdictions in the world, and very few of them have actually implemented ex-ante frameworks, right? Namely, the European Union and Germany, and that also on a sector-specific basis. So it's not the right time for India to adopt it. Like I've already mentioned, the CCI can and has implemented where needed, right? Where they found their digital economy participants have committed competition violations, they've imposed the necessary penalties and those penalties have not just been monetary, they've also been accompanied with a set of conditions for the players to comply with, right? So the CCI already has the teeth and where an ex-ante framework would actually be counterintuitive is that it would favor static competition over dynamic competition, it would favor fairness over disruption and innovation and it would basically favor precaution over innovation, which is not where India is at, And therefore, it's not the right time for an ex-ante framework at all to be implemented. If at all there is urgent intervention required, even in evolving digital markets, the CCI has the ability to look at interim relief, which it did in the Make My Trip case.
0: True, it did. But the point, Nisha, is that X-Post framework has its own disadvantages in the sense that the Indian system is not swift enough to bring to book those who indulge in anti-competitive conduct. At least the big tech, the cases have been extending beyond uh, you know a particular time period. You know, frustrating the efforts of uh, those within the system and outside on when the remedies will actually happen. So don't you think there an ex-ante framework could be a good counter to the situation?
1: So Srivatsa, I think that is a resourcing problem, right? The commission needs a lot more resources. It also needs more offices, not just regional advocacy offices. But it actually needs more offices across the country in every major metro, right, for there to be access to justice, not just for digital economy, but even in the traditional economy space, right, then the turnaround times would be quicker. The commission right now is very overburdened and desperately needs more staffing resources. In terms of an ex-ante framework, like I mentioned, if there is an urgent need and if the parties are able to demonstrate that, the commission does grant interim relief, whether it's in a digital economy case or otherwise. Right. So that path is always available as long as there is a strong prima facie case. Balance of convenience is in your favor and you're able to show that serious irreparable injury will be caused to you. The commission will intervene without even going through completing the investigation. Right. So that is already available. When you have an ex ante framework, what really happens is people tend to adopt a very precautionary approach. Innovation then gets chilled right? And that will have a major detriment on the entire ecosystem and growth of the startups themselves, they will not be able to scale up, right? So it's actually counterintuitive to go ahead at this stage and to have an ex-ante framework.
0: You highlighted a very important point of startups, which was my next question. Many of the Indian startups cry foul on the Uh, market conduct of big tech and the restrictive agreements that big tech bring to these markets. So how to effectively ensure that domestic startups compete effectively and in a fair manner against big tech? So what could be the uh, remedy through competition law or through any other framework?
1: So the purpose of competition law is to protect the process of competition. Right? Because at the end of the day, the consumer needs to benefit. It is not to protect a competitor. Right Now, the beauty of our competition law regime, unlike the old Monopolies and Restrictive Trade Practices Act, where auto- if you were a big player, automatically it was bad and it was prohibited, Right, is under our current existing framework of competition law, if you're a big player. Right. Basically, if you're the dominant player in your market, whether it's in digital economy or in the traditional economic space, then there is a special duty cast on you to behave in a responsible fashion, both with your consumers and with your competitors. So that, that ability is always there for the commission to intervene, which it has in several of the big tech cases where it has gone ahead and it has penalized a company for alleged abuse of dominance. Right. Or it is investing, investigating a company for alleged abuse of dominance. So you don't therefore need a new law and you don't need that ex-ante framework. And even in terms of the Indian startups, to be fair, it's a fallacy that India has not created digital economy players who are national champions. I think we should be very proud of some of our homegrown startups who today have gone into the unicorn club. Whether it's an Ola, whether it's a Make My Trip, whether it's a Swiggy, whether it's a Zomato. So at the end of the day, if there is a complainant, whether it's a startup, whether it's an individual, whether it's an NGO, whoever it is, they have the ability to go to the CCI. And if the CCI finds merit in the case, the CCI will open up an investigation. And as far as timelines are concerned, like I mentioned, A, it's a resourcing issue. And B, there is a very clear need today when competition law in the country is 14 years old that you can no longer just have one office of the CCI, which is fully functional in Delhi, because the need of the hour for a lot of the small startups, there's a cost to going to Delhi, what would really help them in terms of access to justice also, not just the immediate need for quick turnarounds, but to actually have a full blown CCI office, which is operating in a place like Bangalore, where basically, it is the cradle of the startup ecosystem of our country today.
0: Yeah, so that activity of CCI spreading its wings is slowly but surely uh, on its journey, right? But the point that I am harboring is on the digital competition law itself. So if you are in the camp who believes that the need for a separate law does not arise, then what is your view on the committee that the government has formed? the digital law committee, right? the committee on digital competition law, what is your take on the committee? Uh, Do you think it is rightly balanced? Because already there are several uh, controversies around its composition itself.
1: So in terms of the need for the committee, firstly, like I've mentioned, there is a gap today in so much as the CCI does not have a digital markets unit. right? So that's something that the committee should look into and recommend and have, have something like that in a place like Bangalore. So that's one. The second thing that the committee needs to do is it needs to evaluate what all the other jurisdictions are doing. What you keep referring to is the DMA, which is the Digital Markets Act, which Europe has enacted. But even that is untested because it is not enforced fully. Blind adoption of that would really be counterintuitive. There are so many other regulatory models today, like Singapore or Japan, who had considered a similar DMA model and rejected it. And they've adopted alternate models. Japan has a reporting, self-reporting and a transparency structure, which it's got big tech to buy into, right? Singapore has a self-regulatory model. All of this will ensure that it doesn't add to the cost and the burden of compliance. And yet it meets the requirements of ensuring that there is fairness all around.
0: Sure. Do you have any suggestions beyond what you have just conveyed to me on the working of this committee? Because I believe the committee will now have three months up to May to firm up its recommendations.
1: So um, I think the one thing that the committee is lacking, right? One major absence in the committee is the viewpoint of the average everyday consumer, right? Because right now, stakeholders otherwise are represented across. And the laws that Mm. ultimately meant to benefit the consumer, since consumer laws are typically geared towards Mm. consumer welfare, But there are no consumer groups or consumer surveys which are proposed to be carried out when making such impactful policy changes. So I think that's something the committee really needs to take into consideration.
0: And what do you have to say on the criticism that the committee is already faced with that the composition is heavily tilted in with the panel fully packed with lawyers representing big tech?
1: So actually, um, that's not completely true, because there are a number of lawyers on that committee, and I won't name them, but they actually represent the complainants.
0: Okay. So in, in your view, it is quite balanced one.
1: It Yeah, it, it is fairly balanced. But the mandate of the committee, right, and this is what they should all be conscious about, is that when they're sitting there, they can't wear a client hat. And if they have ongoing client matters, then at some stage, they need to recuse themselves if they're discussing specifics, which they should not be in the first instance, right? Because what they should be deliberating is what the Indian economy needs at this stage. Does it need a European kind of Digital Markets Act? Does it need a hybrid? Does it need a Singapore or Japan kind of light touch self-regulation model and a reporting model? Or is the existing competition framework robust enough, but the CCI needs to be further strengthened in terms of resourcing in terms of setting up digital market units across the country those are the things that the committee should really be looking at it shouldn't use a 3 month metric to rush through a dma like legislation which has not even been tested in europe in the home country because the objective of having the dma in europe is europe has a common market across different countries we don't right we are one market at the end of the day so there are different tropes for different folks and What the Indian economy needs today is very different from what the European economy needs. And the committee needs to be very conscious about that.
0: And one one last question before we wind up is the aspect of what the standing committee had recommended, right? What do you have to say about the approach that the standing committee recommended, which is that India, I mean, I know that you are not part of the thought process of the committee which says that we need a separate digital competition law. I agree there. But what about the aspect of identifying systemically important digital intermediaries, and then try to frame regulations which will uh, try to be an oversight on their conduct, right? Don't you think this uh, SIDI kind of approach uh, would be relevant for India?
1: So the SIDI kind of approach which is being advocated by the standing committee is similar to what Europe has done in terms of what a gatekeeper firm is. Right now, the identification of gatekeepers, which is the equivalent of the SIDIs, in Mm -hmm. Europe at least, included both qualitative criteria and quantitative criteria. In terms of qualitative criteria, whether Mm -hmm. an entity enjoys an untrenched position and a durable position, which is akin to the test of what we have for a dominant position under the existing Competition Act. But what Europe did is they added a quantitative threshold to make this distinction a little more robust, right? To see identified gatekeepers, then how would their conduct be looked at, whether it's self referencing or whether it's having interoperability. So that's what Europe was doing. Now, in terms of does India need SIDIs, firstly, there is no under-competition law, right? You should always be cognizant about the fact that there's no one-size-fits-all approach. When you brush all of big tech with the same paintbrush, what is it that happens? These different big tech players operate in different markets, right? So So an Uber is completely different from a Microsoft, for example. So you can't have a single catch-all, one-size-fits-all approach because they cater to different sets of consumers, they operate in different relevant markets and they're not substitutes of each other, right? So you have a single law just because everybody is basically a digital player, that from a competition law perspective won't really work. And I need to continually re-emphasize this, while Europe has been the front-runner in terms of ex-ante legislation, it is only Europe and Germany today who have really signed up. Other countries are considering it. Nobody has gone ahead and implemented it. Out of over 120, that's basically oh, oh. two who have signed on. And these are not even tested because their laws are fully enforced. right? So is this what we want to do? Just a blind copycat copying when Atmanirbhar Bharat is definitely a very strong threshold where India as a sovereign nation will make its own laws and will make laws which work for its economy and its people, which is why it's very important that we don't cut and kill innovation and investment and R&D just on the preface of a level playing field when that same level playing field can be fully protected under the existing competition law network and our current regulatory framework.
0: So would that mean that we should not take the approach of identifying SIDIs?
1: So I think at this stage, right, we should have what Japan and Singapore are doing, where there is self-reporting, there is a transparency, but there is no need for an ex-ante framework. That need for an ex-ante framework can be revisited after five years, right? I'm not saying don't do it at all. Let the economy grow, let there be innovation, let there be investment, let there be R&D. And in five years time, after we have seen how that DMA-like law plays out in Europe, whether it actually is successful or it's extremely counterintuitive, right? Evaluate it and then adopt and adapt and use what's the best for our country.
0: So uh, what, what is your assessment, right? The scorching pace at which our digital economy is growing. Now, even the government estimates that we will be a trillion dollar digital economy by 2026. So is that not a sizable market to test such approaches?
1: So I don't think we should have a monetary threshold, right, to try and curb the growth. Why is it that we're getting to that trillion dollars, Srivats? We're getting to that. Because today, India has some of the finest minds in the tech space, right? A lot of them are heading up companies globally also. And it's a moment of pride as an Indian. And what we have here, right, is the ability to innovate, which is why there is that growth. And because there is that ability to innovate, and there is that growth, even startups are scaling up, right, then the investment is coming in. If we cut and kill all of that, by having a law, which is extremely precautionary, does not allow that growth, there will be no investment, there will be no innovation, And there will be concomitant job losses.
0: You feel an ex-ante approach is going to curb innovation?
1: Yes, it will curb innovation. I also think an ex-ante approach at this stage is extremely premature and unwarranted. Like I said, let's watch the evolution of the ex-ante approach. Let's see how it plays out in the other countries. Let's give it a five-year runway. And then if we need to, we will come out with best practices and, and a new law if required at that stage for India, which works for us.
0: Fine. That's a great point. So one one last question before uh, we wind up this podcast is uh, you spoke about the digital uh, markets unit, right? Which uh, CCI is contemplating. Now, how do you think can that structure be fashioned in a, a way that will help the digital ecosystem in India?
1: So firstly, I think location is important, right? Because when you speak of small startup, the hmm. Funding and finances to fly to Delhi repeatedly for investigations, for hearings, it costs them, right? It doesn't cost the larger players, but it costs them. So setting up the digital markets unit would definitely help, right? That needs to then be staffed adequately, not just lawyers and economists, but also data scientists who understand how algorithms work. Which
0: anyway, they are looking at.
1: Yes, but but they've been looking at it for a while and it hasn't happened, right? And this is something that can happen. immediately be done under the existing framework, right? It's a question of setting up a department within the CCI, right? And that unit then, with adequate staffing, can look into investigations on a fast-track basis.
0: True, true. See, I agree on that point. But the anguish here seems to be like, you know, the st- standing committee... Chairman himself piloting a private bill sends a message to the market that the system and the government wants to do something to uh, tackle the anti-competitive conduct of big tech, right?
1: So, again, Srivats, not all um, big tech conduct is anti-competitive. There have been investigations where they've they've gone through the the investigation and they've come out clean. Now, the point here is, Mm -hmm. is there access to justice first? Second, Mm -hmm. is the access to justice timely if intervention is required, right? Mm -hmm. Now, for there to be access to justice, like I mentioned first, it's even a simple resourcing and funding issue. Have the DMU located in Bangalore, where the startup ecosystem who is complaining is, right? Give them that level of comfort, one. Two, fast track those investigations, right? If they're saying that these cases are taking three years, four years, five years, six years, have the resources and fast track them. Three, If there is a real case which warrants an intervention, apply the same standards which the CCI has applied in the past, right, when it comes to giving interim relief, even before the entire investigation, then the startup in question has to demonstrate that seriously repairable injury will be caused to them if they are not given that relief. Balance of convenience lies in their favor and that they have a strong prima facie case. And this is a test which has been laid down by the courts. So it will not then be subject to challenge. So therefore, there is the ability within the existing framework of the Act to give relief, if warranted, and that can happen via a digital markets unit, as opposed to having an ex-ante law, which will then have an adverse impact on the overall economy and development and growth and innovation of the country.
0: Great. So... Thank you so much, Nisha. It's been great interacting with you for this podcast and uh, uh, excellent perspective that you have shared about uh, digital markets and digital competition framework. So uh, thank you so much. uh, And uh, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Have a nice day.